uh, uh, you know, the devil can do lots of things. There's one thing he can't do, and that's take away God's Word. Amen. He might try to attack it. He might try to do all kinds of things. But he cannot stand against God's Word. I like it. Amen. Turn me to Bibles tonight to Second Timothy chapter number 4. What's that? I will. Amen. Thank you, brother. Amen. Second Timothy chapter number 4. And verse 12 through 13. You find your place, say amen. Amen. Second Timothy chapter number 4. Let's dig in the Word of God tonight. The Bible said in Tychias, have I sent to Ephesus the cloak that I left at Troas with Carpus, when thou comest, bring with thee. Now, don't you get a hold of this tonight? Now, don't you listen to Paul? Let's look again, verse 13. I thought I was going to get done with 2 Timothy, but we're not. The cloak that I left at Troas with Carpus. When thou comest, bring with thee, now listen, and the books, but especially the parchments. Let's read that one more time. Why don't you get hold of this? The cloak that I left at Troas with Carpus, when thou comest, bring with thee, and the books, but especially the parchments. Alright, so before we break into the Word of God tonight, uh, I'm going to go over our last study so we can see where we're at tonight because we're breaking in here uh, to a thought, I guess you could say. But in our last study tonight, we began reading in verse number 9. And if you remember tonight, we read where the Bible says, Do thy diligence to come unto me shortly. So if you'll remember with me tonight, we've been talking about Paul and how that Paul is getting ready to die tonight. Now his body is getting ready to die. He's about to meet Christ tonight. My hope for all of you tonight is that as Paul is ready tonight, I hope that you're ready tonight. Hey, if you're ready tonight, then we ought to, hey, we ought to shout the house down tonight. Hey, I'm telling you, ain't it amazing? We get encouraged tonight and just in knowing that we're ready to go. Boy, I like that. Let me say it again. We be encouraged tonight just in knowing that we're ready to go. I like it. Boy, I'd say it again, but I'll take up too much time. Amen. But listen, at any rate tonight, we see here that Paul is getting ready to face death on this side tonight. And then we see tonight, as we said in our last study, what he's wanting here tonight is he's wanting young Timothy to come and see him one more time before he dies. Alright, so we read verse number 9. Then we read verse 10. And as Paul has been writing this letter to young Timothy, young Timothy and Paul... They loved one another. Amen. He was, uh, young Timothy was Paul's son in the faith tonight. There was a love there. Uh, I got saved under my pastor. And I respect my pastor and I love my pastor. Amen. There's nobody else like my pastor. Amen. I mean, he's my friend. He's my buddy. But friend, I can, I just know the relationship that Paul and Timothy had here in the Word of God. So we read verse number 9. Then we read verse 10. The Bible said this, For Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world, and is departed unto Thessalonica, Christians to Galatia, Titus unto Dalmatia. So Demas was a man that had forsaken Paul tonight. Because instead of loving Christ, and instead of loving Paul tonight, and instead of loving the brethren tonight, he took off after the things of this world. Now, friend, 
It don't take long to look around tonight and see that folks are forsaken anything about God. Now here's what they say. They say, well, we love the Lord. Where are they at? Amen. They love the Lord, but yet they're forsaken the Lord who said in His Word tonight not to forsake the assembly of ourselves together. What we're doing tonight is assembling ourselves together because God said so. Amen. And it's where we get strength. It's where we get help to go on. But Demas was a man forsaken Paul tonight because instead of loving Christ the brethren, he took off after the things of the world. So we see tonight that Paul's day, really, if you break it down, it wasn't much different than the day and hour in which we live tonight. I mean, really and honestly, there's a falling away there. Just like there is in our day. But people have left the things of God and instead of going after the things of God. But even though tonight, Demas had forsaken Paul in the work there tonight, there are some others that Paul had, had left Paul as well. Now, these other men, I don't think forsake Paul. I don't think they forsook him tonight. I don't think they forsook Christ. But they went on to do the work. Now, it's a blessing to know tonight that as long as we are in this age of grace tonight, God's going to continue to do that work. He's going to continue to save sinners from the devil's hell. Amen. We read the reports from missionaries' letters. And folks got saved. We uh, hear about it. I seen on uh, Facebook there was a service. Seven souls got saved. God is still yet in the saving business. And I'm not talking about this one, two, three, repeat after me or dragging folks altar. altar. I'm talking about God still in the real saving business. He's still there. Why? Because we are in the age of grace. And friend, if you're not in tonight, I tell you that age of grace is going to end one of these days. So you better get in tonight while there's still yet time and there's still yet hope. But friend, I'm telling you, one of these days the last person is going to get saved. And then the Lord Jesus Christ is going to call us home. And you and I that are saved are going to be like Paul. We're going to meet the Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to get to know just what it is tonight. That Paul is feeling in his soul. I mean, friend, here we see Paul poor and he's wanting to see his friends. But yet on the inside, his soul is wanting to meet Christ. Could you imagine the feeling of that? He wants to meet his friends again, but yeah, he's ready to go with Christ. That's where he's at tonight in this deep, dark pit of a jail cell. It's where he's at. But friends, just like Paul tonight, I'm glad this world is not my home, aren't you? I mean, I'm not in a jail cell tonight by no means. But I'm telling you, I'm glad this world ain't my home. I'm glad this world is not my home. Hey, some people, I think their hope's in their cell phones. I'm glad my cell phone ain't my home. Hey, Amen. I look at my phone every now and again. But it's not my hope. Amen. Uh, the things of this world, the government, the president, is not my hope. This world system that we're in is not my hope. I'm not worried tonight about climate control. Why? Because the Bible said the world's going to burn up one day. Amen. I mean, it's, that's what the Word of God said. I think that we ought to take care of the earth, but I'm not too concerned because when God wants it to burn up, she's going to burn up. But I'm glad this world's not my home. And I'm not hoping the things of this world. So what are you hoping in tonight? Christ. Christ is our hope. So if Christ is not your hope, I'm going to say this. At the end of your life, you'll be most miserable. Most miserable in a place called hell tonight. Alright, so Paul is down in this jail cell. 
Now, Paul's not miserable tonight. He just wants to see his friends, but he's not worried about where he's going. So we read verse 10. Then we read verse 11. The Bible said, only Luke is with me. Now, this is amazing. I had to go back over this. I don't think Luke was in jail with me. I think Luke was visiting in Rome. And you credit me if I'm wrong. That's sticking by somebody's side. So Luke was there. But the Bible said this in verse 11, Only Luke is with me, take Mark, and bring him with thee, for he is profitable to me for the ministry. So not all of his friends had forsaken him there. The work was carrying on tonight. And just like we said in our last study, I'm thankful for my Christian friends, but I'm thankful for the friend that I have in Jesus Christ. And I hope the goodness tonight that you know my friend. Amen. So what a blessing it is to be saved tonight. Born again. Hey, I don't have to worry about where I'm going when I lay my head on my pillow at night. I know where I'm headed. Friend, I don't know if Paul got to see his Christian friends. We might find out if we keep reading here on this side of eternity. But I know tonight he got to see them on the other side. Hey, that's encouraging, ain't it? I mean, I already know if I got to see them or not, but don't read ahead. Just stay with me tonight. Amen. But I'm thankful tonight. As we look around, we could be bummed out, couldn't we? Well, it's just a few. I'm glad Christ died for a few. Hey, not only did He die for a few, He died for all. And you know, sometimes we can get discouraged and, and look around at a church and say, well, it's just us again. Hallelujah, it's us again. Amen. Hey, let's not be bummed out tonight. But all these folks are sitting right here saved tonight. We're going to worship one day together. You know what? We ought to start down here. Preacher, you preach on this a lot. Well, I didn't have it wrote down to preach on it, so God want me to preach on it. Well, when's the last time we just gave her a shout? Say boo, and people shout. That ain't what I'm talking about. Let's read verse 12 again before I get in trouble. And Tychius have I sent to Ephesus. Boy, that's different, ain't it? Now Paul sent this man somewhere. Boy, that ain't how it goes in the next time. Amen. So Paul sent him to Tychius to Ephesus. So why did he do that? I'm going to give you my thought. Amen. I thought that much. But I'm going to give it to you anyhow. So it's here tonight we see Paul mentions Tychias. I think that maybe young Timothy is going to see Paul. Because you got to remember young Timothy is in Ephesus. So he's sending Tychias to Ephesus. Alright. And we see that maybe Paul is wanting Tychias tonight to take young Timothy's place. While young Timothy visits Rome to see Paul. Amen, that's the only thing I can figure out tonight. If you think something else, let me know. It's probably right, and we'll both be right together. Amen. But Paul's wanting the work to go on tonight. So I see tonight Paul in a jail cell, sending Tychias to Ephesus to take Timothy's place. Why? So the work can go on. 
Now, that's amazing to me. Paul's in a jail cell about to die. He's worried about the work still going on there at Ephesus. That's the man of God. Amen. So when Paul wanted this man to be left behind to do young Timothy's work, I want you to get a hold of something. He didn't leave behind just any man. Oh, yeah, it'd be all right just to get anybody. No. Listen to this. Tychus was a good man. The Bible said in Colossians chapter 4, verse 7 and 8, All my state shall Tychus declare unto you, who is a beloved brother and faithful minister and fellow servant in the Lord. He is faithful to God's house. He was a brother. He had to be saved and he had to be faithful. I'm going to say this tonight. God's not going to use somebody that will not be faithful. Amen. God's not going to use somebody that won't show up. Alright, Colossians 4 and 8. Uh, Colossians chapter 4 and verse number 8 speaks of Tychus as well. Whom I have sent unto you for the same purpose that he might know your estate and comfort your heart. So here we see this man named Tychus. He's saved. He's a brother. And he's being sent. And he might comfort people's hearts. Alright, so this man had been found faithful. So we see he's going to Ephesus tonight while young Timothy makes his Way to Paul, that's my opinion. Amen, I'm just giving you that. Let's look at another name tonight. We'll close out with this verse. Let's read verse 13. The cloak that I left at Troas with Carpus, when thou comest, bring with thee in the books, but especially the parchments. Now there's some things in here tonight that I want you to get a hold of. Because there's a lot of statements made against preachers and pastors in our day that are very false. Now get a hold of this. We'll get there in a second. So in this verse of Scripture, we see this man named Carpus. We see that tonight. And as we look at this picture tonight, we see that Paul has no doubt in his mind that young Timothy is going to go to Rome. I believe that tonight because he's sending Tychus there. Uh, so anyway, we see that young Timothy was dependable. I believe that uh, uh, Paul saying young Timothy's going to come to me. He's dependable. Just like you and I that are saved, need to be dependable on Christ. We need to depend on Him and we need to depend on one another. The Bible said not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Now we're going to lean on Christ, number one. But it's good to fellowship, ain't it? And it's good to have Christian friends. Alright, so anyhow tonight, we see this man named Carpus was dependable and even though we do not know tonight about this man a whole lot, he was a friend of Paul's tonight. We see that in the Bible. And he wants young Timothy to see this man named Carpus before he comes to Paul. So we see tonight, he goes to this man, as he goes to him, there are some things tonight in which Paul wants young Timothy to bring to him from this man named Carpus. Alright, so let's see what it is. Look in this verse. The Bible says, The cloak that I left at Troas with Carpus, when thou comest, bring with thee and the books, but especially the parchments. All right. So now that word cloak there uh, means a coat, I guess, for lack of a better term. So we see tonight that Paul was probably getting ready to be cold. Now, Paul's already in prison. He ain't wanted to cloak this whole time, Brother JR. So it makes me think tonight that maybe he's getting ready to go someplace even colder. Or maybe the weather's going to get colder. I, I don't know tonight. I'm going to give you what I think, and we're going to do a lot of that tonight, unfortunately. Amen. I just want you to get your minds working. Amen. Don't, don't just read the Bible. And, you know, put yourself in that place sometimes as you read the Word of God. 
It'll help you. All right. But anyhow, we see tonight, Paul was probably getting ready to be cold. Now, historians say this, that they strip a person naked for shame right before they had their head cut off in those days. Now, historians have looked in that. I've just taken their word for that. All right. So they would be handed over to the executioner. So we see that Paul would be stripped of his outer garments. We see that he'd be left naked except for his coat. I don't know why they didn't take their coat, but historians, I don't understand that. That's what they said. I believe this tonight as well. The jailer would have no mercy on Paul tonight because Paul's a Christian. Now, he was preaching the gospel of Christ, so Rome's not going to have mercy on Paul. Right, so one man also said tonight that Paul would be lowered to a trap door. That explained the coldness. And that he would lead, be led to a dungeon into an even darker place. Now, that leads to another question to your mind. Not question the Bible, just sitting there thinking. So, how's he writing this letter? You ever thought about that? Maybe he had some candlelight. I don't know. Maybe there was a, maybe there was a little window. Who knows? We don't know that part. But listen to this, it paints a picture tonight of what Paul suffered tonight for the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ when most people in our day tonight can't make it to the house of God. Paul suffered for the name of Jesus Christ. Now we take the church for granted, do we not? I mean, honestly, do we realize the blessing we have tonight to be able to come to God's house, to be able to open up God's Word, and see what the Lord says. Hey, Paul suffered for this. And tonight, I can't help but think why Paul's in this jail cell. I believe he's missing church. I believe he's missing God's house. But at any rate, here he is. He's in this cold, dark jail cell. I'm sure it was dark. I'm sure it was cold tonight. I'm sure it's like a hole in the ground. It's been said tonight that prisoners in those days... When they had been in this deep, dark hole, they'd been known to be eaten by rats. Paul suffered. But you know what? The whole time Paul said, I'm ready. I'm ready. Hey man, this is Paul's cost tonight for preaching the gospel. He's in this dark hole tonight. There's no wonder he wanted his coat. And it's no wonder tonight why he valued Luke so much as well. They were friends tonight. And friend Luke stayed by his side tonight. And here's Paul. And maybe he had a candle or light there. But here he is writing this letter to young Timothy friend. And Paul's not the only one tonight who had an experience like this in the history of the church. Hey, I want you to understand tonight, as I said before, there have been many people tonight being beheaded, being turned upside down, burned at the stake for what you and I believe tonight in Christianity. And if folks only knew that, I believe the hunger, but they're not going to go out there here, but I believe the hunger to go to God's house might be there. If folks just understood. Listen tonight, friend. All for the gospel of Jesus Christ tonight. Folks have died. They've been beheaded. One man was burnt at the stake for trying to write the Bible in English. So, I wouldn't say this. I didn't think it'd help us. How many of you have heard of William Tyndall? Raise your hand. Oh, wow. Oh, hand. William Tyndall. How many of you have your Bible tonight? How many of you have a William Tyndall Bible? Anybody have a William Tyndall Bible? 
Anybody say William Tip on the side of it? Or T-Y-N-D-A-L-E? Oh, that's okay. William Tyndall tonight. I'm not a historian, but I want you to understand something. So this man, by the name of William Tyndall, had a very similar experience as this man named Paul tonight. So he began writing our English Bible tonight. William Tyndall. Look it up tonight. It's been stated tonight that our 90%, over 90% of what you and I hold in our hand tonight was taken from William Tyndall's writings. Now we know there was 40 some authors of the Bible tonight. But William Tyndall had a lot to do with this. Alright, so listen tonight. Over 90% of his finished work passed directly in our King James Bible tonight that we hold in our hand. It was God's goal tonight. Or we wouldn't have it. It was God's goal tonight to put into the Word of God printed in English for an English-speaking people. If it wasn't, we wouldn't have it. Amen? So, this Bible tonight come at a great and mighty cost. We on Tyndall tonight, because of our Bible, was tried as a heretic by the Roman Empire as well tonight. And while he was awaiting that trial... He was most uncomfortable in prison tonight. And what happened to him tonight is that he did not have his head cut off. He was burnt at the stake for the writing of our Bible that we hold in our hands tonight. Thank you, sir. We don't handle, huh? Most of all, thank Christ for putting in this man's heart to write the Word of God. So not only was he trying to give us our King James Bible tonight, he was writing letters tonight as well. We don't handle. And he survived, one of those letters survived the history of time tonight. And what he wanted tonight is what Paul wanted. In his letter, listen to what William Tyndall said in his letter. This is amazing. History repeats itself. In his letter tonight, he asked for a warmer cap and a warmer coat. I believe this man was as close to suffering like Paul did as anybody that I've seen. He wanted a cap, he wanted a coat. It was cold. It was dark. It was dreary. And Paul, just like Tyndall, was asking for that coat tonight. And friend, not only did Paul want a coat, he wanted books and he wanted parchments. Now, let me say this. They didn't have books like you and I have in Paul's day. Now this is a little bit interesting. The books they had were part of what's called a papyrus plant in those days. That paper was made tonight from bark. So they'd write on that tonight. And I wish that I had time to, to take a picture of it and show you, but you can look it up. Nonetheless, Paul wanted books, did he not? The Bible said that. So the next time, so, and I've, I've heard this, and heard this, I've heard people be legalistic on this, but the next time somebody says a preacher ought not to read a book, or I hear the Word of God, Paul wanted his books. Did he not? Come on now. Get with me now. That's what he said. So there's nothing wrong with reading books. Amen. Just don't let the books overtake the reading of the Word of God. That's got to take precedence. So not only did he want the books, which were writings by men, he wanted the parchments. Well, what's that tonight? Well, those he wanted more than the books. Amen. And this word parchments is found right here. And this is the only time those parchments tonight, I believe, were the Old Testament 
pieces of the Old Testament that Paul had and which he wanted to read. So we're going to say tonight this was Paul's Bible. I believe that's, I believe that's legit. So no matter what they were tonight, Paul was wanting tonight, I believe, right before he gets me headed tonight, right before they're ready to kill him, he's wanting to study his Bible and he is wanting to study his books. Oh God, I'm telling you tonight, friend, why can't we have that desire? Why? He's getting ready to die. He said, Young Timmy, I want my books and I want my Bible. The whole time in Paul's life, he just wants to get closer and closer and closer to Christ. And in America, we're getting farther and farther and farther Our young folks are getting farther and farther and farther away. And it's sad. Listen to me, I can see Paul in that dungeon with the Scripture in his mind, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that need not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. He said, I'm going to study. It's the last thing I do. What a Bible tonight. Friend, when something is chief tonight, Paul wanted to study his books. But listen, he especially wanted the parchments. What does that mean? Chiefly. When you want something chiefly, that means first. Oh, friend, that tells me Paul, he might have wanted to die tonight with a Bible in his hand. You think about that for a minute. Friend, it's this word that we hold in our hands tonight and take us where no other book can. Hey, sometimes you read and you get a quiet place. And friend, you look at me like I'm crazy and I say this. I know that. That's okay. You almost feel like you're sitting around and laughing your mind. Hey, take this thing. Get where it's quiet. And read it. I'm telling you, God will speak you through this book. Thank God. That's the Word we hold in our hands tonight. Hey, I'm telling you, friend, God put this in the Word of God tonight to show us how much His book truly means tonight. Hey, Paul may not have had what we have, but friend, if Paul had this, oh my goodness, friend, what a, what a, it would be amazing at the stories that he had to tell. But perhaps tonight he wanted all this so he could leave that legacy behind for young Timothy tonight and for Luke and maybe all that he had was his cloak and his books and his his Bible. I don't know tonight. But friend, what he wanted to do here tonight is leave him behind. And as I've said before, what matters most is a person's life. is their final words. What they say on their deathbed. And this is on his deathbed. He said, I want my Bible and I want my books. Wow. That blows my mind. We'll treat the Word of God. Boy, it's run all over me. We'll take the Bible and we'll throw it on the counter. Put it under the seat of my collar. Amen. I'll tell you all that story later. My wife found hers under, the pastor's wife found hers under the front seat of the car. Hey, I'll let it roll around. Men died for this book. Paul died for this book.
And as I've said before, what matters most is his final words. But he was letting young Timothy know. I believe young Timothy saw what was important to Paul. We got some younger folks here. I need to see what's important to us. What's important? Boy, through the ages, Daddy told me that I believe it was my uncle. Daddy said, I always remember my daddy don't go to church, but he'll never forget this. He said, I'll never forget your uncle. He said, he'd start a fire every morning and read the Bible. He didn't miss a morning. He stayed with my uncle a lot. He said, Daddy may not go to church, but he can't forget what was important to that man. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, friend, we've got to leave a mark somewhere on these young folks and show them what's important. But anyhow, the next time the devil tries to get you to put the book down, why don't you just open her up? Mm-hmm. Say, you know what, devil? I'm going to read this thing tonight. I'm going to study it out and see what God says. Hey, if we'd only want to read it tonight as much as Paul did, Paul's about to die and he wanted his Bible. And you and I are living in a day tonight we've got more than Paul had. We ought to want to read it tonight. Paul wanted the book, he wanted his books. But how much do you want the book tonight? Do you know tonight, this book, if you got a problem in your home, they help you fix it. Got an addiction problem, they'll help you fix it. Folks have told me they've got a pornography problem. Hey, read it, it'll fix it. It'll help you. I'm telling you, this book fixed our home. Me and my wife used to fight like cats and dogs. Just about got a divorce. We heard a man preach this book one night. I thank God for this book. William Tyndall died for this book. Paul died for this book. Christ died for this book. He said, It is finished. Every jot, every tittle will be fulfilled. If Christ hadn't have died, I don't believe this is my today. I thank God for all the folks died for this book. But most of all, I'm thankful that Christ died for it. Gave us the holy, holy written precious word of God. The holy name of God. By the Spirit of God, they pen her down. What an amazing book. Thank God. Thank God for the book. The book, the body, and the blood. Thank God for all three of them. What a book tonight. Have you read it? Have you read it? Have you looked into it this week? What a book. Hey, I'm telling you, I can't get excited about much out there. I get excited about the book. Let's all stand tonight, heads bowed, eyes closed. Paul wanted his books and he wanted the parchments. Brother Shane, will you get a song tonight?